0: Welcome to the Inspired by Her podcast with me, your host, Zoe Richmond. I'm going to be bringing you weekly stories from my own business journey and experience and some other amazing, inspiring women in business to talk about their successes, their failures, their money, mindset, and how we juggle all the things, or not in most cases, to inspire you on your journey to living the life you desire and building a business that aligns with you. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Inspired by Her podcast. Super excited to bring you this week's guest because I know this episode's going to be amazing. I have Diane Keeley-Smith, who is a business, s- small business systems specialist. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks Zoe, it's great to be here super excited. I think this is, this episode is going to be so incredible because as I was just saying, like tech is not everyone's zone of genius and um, it doesn't always come easily to people. So let's start. Tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. What is a small business systems support specialist? (laughs) It's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Small
1: business. So um, I mostly work with small businesses yeah. And my um, area of genius is um, systems specialist. So predominantly, I focus on email marketing. Um, but with email marketing, it's not just about email marketing. It's um, the tech side that goes with it. So all of the integration, how you're going to get your form to someone to actually subscribe in the first place. And, you know, that is more than just email marketing. So um, I've got a background in IT. I've worked as a contractor, a consultant, a permanent, you know, you name it, I've, I've worked in various different aspects of IT. Um, working in corporate over 20 years, um, implementing IT systems into organisations. So yeah, it's something I feel really passionate about and I, I
0: really love tech. <laughs> I'm a bit of a tech nerd. <laughs> Oh, that is why you and I, like, I'm, I I always found um in my corporate roles, whilst I wasn't directly in IT, the organisations always quite small and, and I just became this go-to IT person. I don't know how it came about, but, like, I'm a bit of a techie person too. I love, like, yeah, just tech.
1: <laughs> I do. I love um, helping people set it up yeah, and get them up and running. And, you know, in small businesses, we wear so many hats that, you can't be a specialist in everything. You can't be everything to everyone. And I find um, the tech side is quite often a challenge for most people.
0: I very much agree with you on that, and it can be the scariest. Like I, when I speak to a lot of people, they're like, oh, "But what if I break it? Like I'm scared to to do something because I'm like oh, I might break it. And if someone's website fails and that form doesn't connect to the right place, and the and the, the person doesn't get the right email it can actually be really detrimental to business in the long term, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I just love, I mean, it's just my little passion. I love helping people set it up and then seeing them start use it straight away. And, yeah. you know, in a corporate world, often projects take a lot longer. It's anywhere from six to 12 months to two years sometimes to see that reward. Mm-hmm. So for me, helping small businesses and seeing that instant gratification is what, really just makes me happy
0: (laughs) yes and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening going oh my god tech is like my worst nightmare and I could think of nothing worse so but this is the the thing we've all got our own little thing that is our specialty and and yours is tech which is amazing um so there's going to be a lot of people out there that you can definitely help are there like particular programs that you specialize most in or that are your favorite (laughs)
1: Yeah, like, um, you know, there's different email marketing products available depending on the size of your business and, you know, how much you're willing to invest in it and um, what your budgets are. So there's a number of different products that I mostly use. So um, MailChimp, which is, you know, everyone knows MailChimp. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's also the one that people say, I don't know how to use it. It's so complex. But it is. But it's also quite powerful tool. Um, yeah. So MailChimp, MailerLite. Flowdesk, active campaign, they're probably my main ones. And then there's a few more sort of that float around as well, depending whether you're e-commerce or um just in a service-based industry as well. So yeah. most of my clients tend to be service-based, but there are a few e-commerce as well. Yeah. So yeah, it just um it depends what your what your business is and how you want to use it you know, the reality of it, that's what really comes down to how much your budget is and how you want to use it in your organisation or your, in your small business.
0: Yes, yeah. And I, I'm assuming that it's something that people can get wrong too, like thinking that they needed a particular program when it's not actually the right one.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, because the, the thing is, until you start using it, you don't understand it. You actually, in, in actual fact, most people don't even know what they need out of their email marketing product in the first place. And then they don't know there's all this jargon flowing around, and they don't even know what it means. And then they don't know how to get started, and then they just get lost, and then they don't use it. And then they ghost people, so they start taking contact details, and then they never send anything to them because they don't know how to do it or what to do as that next step.
0: Yes, and that's where you step in and save the day. <laughs> I try to. Email specifically, um, like, is it, is it just, did you just fall into it or did? Yeah, well,
1: I, yeah, because in corporate, email marketing is not my specialty. Like, tech is my speciality and doing system setup. And then I actually had a small business that I was running and I was like, what's this? Emails everyone's getting? Like, how, how are they getting all of this and how does it work? Yeah. So then yeah. I started deep diving into it and then I just fell in love with it <laughs> and then I wanted to know more about it and then I had friends asking me, how do we do this in our businesses? And then I started helping some friends and family and then my knowledge just kept growing and growing and growing and I just love it. <laughs> so nice yeah. um, so awesome. to yeah. kind of
0: that thing that just lights you up and you could do all day every day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, it's, um, you know, also the strategy side of it as well, helping people understand, like, what process they can take. Um, it's, you know, I love the in- instant setup and um, I love working with people who love content. So if you love your content and you love writing content but you're not sure how to get it out to people, then that's where I often step in and help because they don't know how often to send it to someone, how are they bombarding people? Are they not bombarding? You know, how often should I send it? And it varies depending on your business. But um, yeah, it's getting that content to people. And because I love the tech side, I can, and the strategy side, I'll step in and help with that. And, and everyone's got their content. They just want to smash out to everyone. So yes. it's works as, as a two-way relationship there.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's their zone of genius is the content and they know what they want to say to people and they've got their message down pat. And then you just come in and bridge the gap between getting it from them into the hands of their audience.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, um, you know, for me, it's really important, you know, sometimes with social media, we, we need social media in our business, but it's not everything. It's not everything. And um, you can spend hours writing content and graphics for social media, and it doesn't reach your audience or it doesn't reach the right audience. So, Ooh. with having email marketing, you can then actually have subscribers on your list and your contacts who actually want to hear your information. Yeah. And they're more likely to see it because it comes in their email inbox rather than to a big, massive feed yeah. in their social media. They say 6%. Of your followers will see your posts on social media okay. whereas the open rate in an email when you send it is like up to 30 percent. so incredible. it's incredible a massive difference um, and you're talking to the right people yeah Canada, blue, you're targeting blue? the right people who who are actually shown an interest in your business so then you're talking to the right people
0: yes and i think like it's one of those very underrated um aspects of running a business because Mm. everyone's all about social media and getting on Instagram and being on Facebook but when it comes to email marketing like you were just saying people are worried that they're spamming or sending too many emails or that then that that email marketing is dead and I've heard that said you hear it a lot but the thing
1: is also it's a way of getting your followers off of social media into your um so you have ownership of it because and as you see, lots of people use, lose their social media accounts and then they've lost all their followers. They've lost their contacts. They've, how do they reach people to, to, to sell to them or educate them or give them tips and hints? They've lost it. Yeah. So whereas if you can drag them off of social media to you, into your list, they are people who are genuinely interested in what you do and you have their contact details. In social media, we don't have their
0: contact leads No, we're relying on the algorithm to show our content to the right people and and so many times that doesn't work out the way that we hoped, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Pete, you can spend a lot of time putting your posts together and not see the return on investment for it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, I mean, I, from a user perspective, a lot of the time when I'm on social media, I'm genuinely just scrolling to pass time I'm not in a like a frame of mind where I want to learn something or where I want to be sold to whereas when I'm in my inbox I'm much more focused and like I will go through and and like I'm probably more likely to click on a link or read a, a, an email about something that I could learn or whereas when I'm on Instagram, it's usually just I'm not in any kind of frame of mind where I want to be have my brain switched on. <laughs> I find it easier too. Like I can go back to an email in my inbox. If I didn't want
1: it, I delete it. If yeah. I don't want to listen to it anymore, I unsubscribe to it. And you know, it's nothing wrong with unsubscribing to things. And it actually helps the business owners as well. If you don't, not interested in that anymore. We, don't, I mean, it it doesn't make sense to continually send that information to you if you're not interested. Yeah. So yeah. it's a two-way thing. Um, unsubscribing is a healthy thing, I think. Um, it's a healthy on both sides of the relationship as the consumer and also the small business. Um, so it's it's good for both parties. Yes, it might sound know. a bit strange, but it actually is.
0: Oh, but I get that. Um, I do get that because the inbox doesn't get, like, flooded with information that you don't want. Yeah. But also as a business owner, you're not sending your information to people that don't want to hear from you. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, for me, if
1: it's in my email inbox, I can go back to it. I can find it so quickly. In social media, I find it really I see these things and I love it, but I find it h- hard to go back to it.
0: I Yes, and that is so true, especially when it's at like a paid um, ad or something. I've seen a few times ads pop up in my feed and I'm like, oh, I want to come back and have a look at that. And then when I actually want to click on it and I'm in that right, it's the right time for me to look into it more, I can't find it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, you have your options to save it, but it's never. It's, it's for me, it's just not the same. But yeah. you know, um, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I just have a real passion for helping people set it up in their businesses and getting them up and running. And um, yeah, it's it's a real little passion of mine. Yeah. I love seeing people being appreciative of how I've been able to help them with things. I they've either done it in their businesses. Some people have already had it up and running they've set it all up themselves but their business has grown to a point where they don't want to manage it themselves anymore so they then look to someone else to help manage it or there's some people they're not interested in tech at all they they're confused they're lost they're overwhelmed they don't know how to start so helping them from that perspective so you, you, there's a, there's a, um, a number of different sort of client base I guess that comes with it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, people at different stages, and yeah, I can appreciate that. Um, so is this your full time um, job? I guess is the, it's the wrong terminology because you don't call them jobs. But is this is this your full time thing or uh, um, not? Not at the moment.
1: No. Um. No. Not at the moment.
0: That's okay because you know, there's so many people, and this is like a myth that I like to bust because people think, like, you know, we see on social media that people are um, present on there all the time, and like, oh, she must have this super successful income generating business that is her sole source of income. And that is so often not the case. Um, so I am very um, upfront in saying that I have a J O B, we want to call My business is my part time venture. Um, so I think that like it's totally normal especially in the first few years of business of having multiple ways of earning income whether it's having a job, having multiple businesses like all of those things. Um, it's it's t- totally unrealistic in a lot of people's worlds to think that their business is going to be their income generation for from the moment they open the doors. <laughs> And, you know, for me, it's a passion that I love helping
1: other people. I help, you know, in my IT background, I love that too. Like, so I have a love for two different, um, you know, streams, whereas a lot of people are leaving their job or starting a business because they hate their jobs or they hate their lifestyle and things like that, whereas that's not my driver. My driver is I love helping other people. Set up this side of their business and helping them um, give direction on how to start and what, what to do. And that's what I love doing. So I love that, like I said, that instant um, reward um, because in in other, other times it can be six to 12 months, two years, three years, depending on what, you know, is happening. So
0: um,
1: having that ability to have that sense of achievement for myself and sense of achievement for um, my clients is just, that's what drives me to help other people. And this is why I love setting up and passionate about helping yeah, more businesses that can't, just can't do it
0: themselves or they just don't know how to. Yeah, I can, and I can <laughs> hear, you can hear the, the passion and excitement in your voice too, which I think is always a really good indicator that someone is doing what they love, that they're yeah. just hearing the way that they talk about it and they really genuinely care about what they're doing and the results that they're getting and the way that they're impacting those other businesses because they're my favourite kind of people to work with and connect with. <laughs> oh same with me same with me
1: like I love working with people who are really driven in their business who really just want to get to that next level and continue to achieve in their business because you know a lot of um I mean obviously we have a couple of different styles of businesses and we have we have small startups who they're a little bit overwhelmed they're not sure how to start and um once they get up and running then they, they can achieve some amazing things we all start somewhere um and then you have other clients where they've already been in business for a couple of years. They just want to keep growing their business, and they're fine tuning and at different stages where they can start outsourcing things. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, for me, I love working with those businesses that are driven, and I love working with the startups as well. But it's in a different aspect. It's a slightly different sort of. Um, they're at a different level. They're at a different um, pace in their business. They're at a different. Um, level of expenditure in their business you know there's all various different aspects and i love both um but you know i really love no matter if it's startup or not it's those people who are willing to put in and willing to take it to the next level because you've got to you've got to put in if you don't put in you're not going to get the results
0: yeah that's true across like A lot of things isn't it like you can't expect to you know for it all to just fall into place without you needing to do
1: anything (laughs) yeah or just having someone else and expect that someone else will do it for you because at the end of the day it's your business you need to have passion for it you need to have drive for it and you need to be always taking it to the next level I love that and if that means getting help to take it to the next level then that's what you do I mean I do that in my private life and my you know my business there's you, you always need someone to help drive you um and have that accountability whether that's sport home whatever it is having someone else to just continually push you to the next level yes yeah
0: yeah and then I feel like when you kind of get to the point where you're not wanting to keep going to that next like have you lost your passion for what you're doing and is it time to sort of look for something else (laughs) yeah yeah well thank you for sharing that story with us because um I just think, yeah, being driven is so, such a key part in, because um, there's lots of ups and downs when it comes to running your own business. And if, if you're not driven by something, then it's really hard to push through the downs when, you, when you're going <laughs> to climb up that mountain again and, and push through when you're having a low day. So I do tend to agree that drive is such a key thing um, in running your own business. But I would really love if you could share some tips when it comes to setting up email marketing, because I do feel like this is something that people can always do better. Like even if they've got it set up already in their business, maybe they can do something better. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, we're all learning all the time. We can always tweak things. We can always change things. And yeah. you always have to test things because the market changes, um, you know, what's hot right now changes you know what's in your subject line today might be a good one but in six months time is it same is it the same sort of um content that you need in there so i've got three main um things that i tips that i would like to give people is your subject line your subject line is actually really important Um, and it's often the thing we think of last we'll write our content and then we will go oh we need a subject line now that subject line is what's going to one m- make or break whether the person reads it, make <laughs> or break whether it makes it to their inbox or their spam box. Um, that you know, there's two two things like key straight away. We need to understand our subject line. So there's subject line checkers you can use, um, and if you just Google subject line checker, you can run your subject line through a test to see what percentage open rate it might have. So um, you can see using positive words, negative words, capitals, lowercase, um, emojis, um, personalization, all of this in your subject line. That will help you and words that go into the spam bucket. So that's one thing. Um, having a professional email address. Mm-hmm. So professional email address means that instead of having Diane Keely Smith at Hotmail or Diane Keely Smith at Gmail, um, they are more likely to go into the spam box. So by having a professional email address, so you purchase your domain, you then have an email, professional email address from your domain. So mine is diane at Dianekeelysmith.com. Now that um, it builds trust and credibility and that you're a professional business for one. It also is more likely to not go into the spam filters. Um, yeah, it produces higher open rates. And um, it just shows that you're serious about your business. So, yeah, that's two. Um, the other thing is having an automated email. So, often what happens is we catch people's details via a form, whether that's a subscribe section on your website or in your link in your bios, you have a subscribe or a lead magnet that you have in there. You capture their details and then you do nothing. Or you manually then respond to everyone's emails. So by having an automated system set up, as soon as they either you know opt in for their lead magnet or sign up to you, you're sending them a thank you or a so lovely to have you join my subscriber list. So you're making them feel warm and fuzzy and you're having a connection straight away. Mm-hmm. So they're probably my
0: three main tips. So oh, yeah. let's go back to like <clears throat> for newbies out there. Um, if you're going to set up an automation, that's when you would start to integrate um, like <clears throat> some kind of um, email system like MailChimp or MailerLite or one of yeah. those. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you haven't already got that sorted or you don't have a website platform that has it included, because I know there's a few out there that you can you don't, do. Email. You don't need to have a website to have email marketing.
1: So It's really interesting because I didn't realise that. So yeah. how would you do it if you didn't have a website? So you just, you know, to ensure that you're keeping that professional standard and you're having your URL that has your domain in it, purchase a domain. And they're not expensive. You know, yeah. they're, they're very cheap. They are. So purchase a domain. And then you subscribe to one of the email marketing products. Um, like I said, there's various different budgets, different depending on what you want. And you connect your domain to that. And then when you build what we say is a landing page, again, more jargon that confuses people, Mm -hmm. a landing page is basically a URL, a web link, that um, you can have space on there to capture a name and an email address. Mm -hmm. And it's in that, that, it looks like a website, but it's not actually a website. But it's specific then to your domain. And your branding and you capture those details and then they come straight into your email marketing system. That
0: you've just educated me today and I build websites for a living but I build them on a specific platform and included in that is like all the email marketing and things like that. So it's really interesting to hear. for so people that aren't because there'd be a lot of people out there that maybe don't need a website or um, aren't quite at that stage of having anything. Disabled. Definitely just want to build a subscriber list. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's you really, you definitely
1: do not need a website to have email marketing. I and in fact, there are a number of small businesses who start that way. It, most small businesses start that way.
0: Yeah, that's because you've got to build an audience, right? Before yeah. so that you've got people to sell to when you've got your product or your service ready to sell. And that's a brilliant way, probably a very cost-effective way of doing it as well.
1: Definitely, definitely. And then you're starting to actually understand what your business is more before you build your website, because the website can be a bit daunting at first, and it um. When you first start, it's not always how you how you envisage your business to be is not how always how it ends up being. Yes,
0: I know that very well. I think I've rebuilt my website at least four times because my whole business has changed, and it's very time consuming. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I will say one more for anyone who is already using email marketing. The big thing, my biggest, 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 hugest. Thing that you need to do before you send every single email do you need to test it mm, yeah. you need to test it you need to send a test email you need to check all of your links are working you need to check all your format is correct you need to check all of your content you read is the same as when you read it on the screen because often what happens is we we look at the same email or the, when we're building the email content we look at it we read it we press send we see it in our inbox And then we see something different. We actually spot the error. We see the grammar mistake. We see the difference. So testing, you must test
0: every single email. Yes. Okay. They were four amazing tips. So let's recap. So we had the first one is, subject lines they are yep. so important and you can run it through a subject line checker that's so cool I'm going to be doing that from now on uh number two remind me again what one what was number two professional email address yes no at gmail no at hotmail that makes a lot of sense number three is to automate, automate. yes and then number four check send a test send yep. a test people <laughs> yeah and automation can be a number of different
1: things. We can have really simple automation and we can have complex automation. Simple automation is as soon as someone puts in their details, you will send them an automatic email to say thank you for signing up, appreciate, you know, we'll be in touch soon, something along those lines. It's automatic. You don't have any manual intervention. Then you have complex automation And complex automation is a whole other category. (laughs) If someone does this, if they do this, if they open this, if they click on this, if they didn't open their email, what do we do? Or if you're running a challenge, like a five-day challenge or a three-day challenge or something, and you're sending emails every day throughout the challenge without manually, physically sending it, having it all automated. So there's different types of automation, but the welcome one is super important, and it has the highest open rate. It's generally around, I think it's around 80% open rate.
0: Wow, that's so good.
1: Yeah, it's really important to get that that e- that welcome email.
0: Yes, and I do like I do feel like like I know for me personally, if I opt into something or I subscribe to someone's mailing list and then I don't get something in return, I often think, did that go through properly, or did I forget to click a button or something somewhere? So it's also confirmation that you've like. If you're genuinely interested in what that business has to offer and you really wanted to be on their list, making sure that they, they know because that has happened to me before where I've subscribed and, and got nothing. And I'm like, should I go and subscribe again? And then I'm on the list twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So important. I I knew this episode was going to be amazing because email marketing is just one of those topics. It's techie, gets people a little bit overwhelmed, but I think you've summed it up so beautifully. I have learned... A couple of things which is really cool so now i'm gonna like go away and make sure i implement those in my business (laughs) but thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today i've so loved chatting with you it's my pleasure, Zoe. It's been great having you know, having being on your episodes. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, tell me where can people find you? I'll pop the links in the show notes, but just for anyone listening, where can they go and find you? Where do you hang out most? <laughs> um, Instagram
1: and my website. So it's just um, Diane Keely Smith. Um, VS is the handle Diane Keely Smith VS. It's K E L Y Smith, S M I T H V S. And my website is just www.dianekeelysmith.com. Um, and also, you know, I've I have, um, got a lead magnet on there too, um, just some general high-level tips on how you can get started with email marketing. Nice. So, you know, it's it's some of the things we haven't covered today, um, a little bit, yeah, various different details. So you can um, have a look at that, download that, have a read.
0: if that can also help you on your journey yeah I'll grab the link and I'll pop that in the show I'll grab the link off you um after you jump off and I'll pop that in the show notes so because that's going to be super helpful to like also add to the four things that we've already discussed today so yeah yeah um, thank you again and we'll chat soon I'm sure fantastic thanks Zoe Thank you so much for sticking with me right to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love for you to share it with a friend and it would just make my day, or let's face it, my year, if you went and left a review over on iTunes so I can get these inspiring stories into the ears of as many women as possible. I will catch you all next week for another episode of the Inspired by Her podcast. Thanks for listening.